Magandang araw, Podmates! Howie Severino muli na nagpapaalala na nakakatalino ang mahabang attention span. Isang dekada na ang Super Typhoon Yolanda sa buwan na ito, ang pinakamalakas na bagyong tumama sa lupa sa alam nating kasaysayan ng daigdig. Dulot daw ito ng climate change. Isa sa mga napinsala ay ang lungsod ng Tacloban, Leyte, kung saan libo-libo ang namatay. Kasama na ang ilang miyembro ng pamilya Sustento. Ngunit na-survive ito ni Joanna Sustento Baxa, na guest natin ngayon sa podcast na ito. Dahil sa kananasan niya, naging aktivista siya para sa climate justice at para hindi na maulit ang nangyari sa kanila. Magandang araw sa iyo dyan sa Leyte. Joanna, welcome to our podcast. Hi, Sir Howie. Thank you for having me. Joanna, uh, Sinabi ng uh, LGU ng Tacloban Kamakailan, ang uh, ikasampung anibersaryo ng Super Typhoon Yolanda ay nais nilang ipagdiwa o i-celebrate dahil sa recovery ng Tacloban at dahil sa lahat ng uh, tulong na naibigay uh, sa bayan ninyo. No? Uh, parang sinasabi rin na tapos na ang panahong pagluluksa. Kayo, uh, bilang pamilyang uh, napiktima, anong, anong pakiramdam nyo? Meron bang kailangan ipagtiwang? Para sa akin, no, Sir Howie, I feel like yung term na para maging celebratory na yung feel nung, nung 10th year, it doesn't resonate with me. Uh, lalo na kasi alam naman natin na even after Yolanda, marami nang nagdaang mga bagyo. And itong mga bagyong to, naka-apekto rin ng ibang pamilya um, sa iba't ibang, iba't ibang parte ng, ng ating bansa. Oo, importante naman yung magpapasalamat tayo sa mga uh, tumulong sa atin na mga organisasyon for us to be able to somehow move forward um, 10 years later. Pero to say that dapat hindi na tayo nagluluksa, kailangan happy na tayo, positive tayo, hindi yon relevant sa akin. Kasi nga, hindi rin ako naniniwala na yung mga lugar na nasalanta ng Yolanda nakapag-move forward na talaga. In my opinion, we still haven't moved forward. We still haven't fully recovered. Okay, Joanna, no, nakilala kita kasi gumawa ako ng uh, documentary uh, na may pamagat na Climate Justice uh, mm-hmm. noong uh, 2014, uh, 2015. No? Umere siya 2015 pero sinimula namin yung 2014, no? isang taong uh, makalipas ang Yolanda noon uh, na-interview kita at uh, dinala mo kami yung aming uh, team no sa dati yung tahanan ipinahagi mo sa amin yung uh, naranasan niyo um, it was a very emotional experience you lost several members of your family was it five members of your family yes we lost our parents our eldest brother yung wife niya tapos yung 3 year old um child nila 3 year old son what was the name of your nephew? Si Tarim. Tarib. Okay. At that time, he was... Tama ba? He was still missing at that time? We weren't able to find na his remains. So, missing siya hanggang ngayon. Uh, well, our, our, our hearts go out to you, no? We know that kahit uh, 10 years na yung lumipas, I'm sure you're still grieving uh, about about your loss, no? But but 10 years... Magti-10 years na nga, no? Uh, itong... Itong nangyari, uh, how will you and your brother commemorate it? And how are you trying to remember them? 
Um, well, every year naman, my brother and I, we spend the day with our family, with our extended family, mga tita namin, cousins. We do what we usually do, um, kahit nung before Yolanda happened pa, na we just sit together um, around the dinner the dinner table. We just eat, we share stories. Of course, um, we're going to visit the cemetery, tapos uh, pupunta rin kami sa old na neighborhood namin. We'll light some candles. Dapat sana mag, uh, ano, magbabike kami. Uh, kaso may baby na ako. So, kailangan nakasasakin na. Last year yun, that's what, um, that's what I did. Nagbike kami doon sa old neighborhood namin. To, to just see it again and light candles. Yes. And then, uh, when Yolanda hit, uh, you described to us no, na magkakasama kayo. And for some act of faith no ikaw kayo kayo ng oh, brother mo yung na-survive na but at one point you were still holding on to your mother no uh, yeah yeah oh magkakasama kayo and then you actually saw them go under no sa tubig yeah. it was later described as a storm surge no so at that time uh i guess people in Tacloban did not expect that kind of disaster to happen no i, I mean Madalas naman dumaan ng mga bagyo, mahangin, uh, you know, ma- maulan. But yung ganong klaseng, yung tinatawag na storm surge, it was considered a rare experience then. Ano? So, um, what was it like? At, at that time, sinabi mo na parang tataas yung tubig, tas bababa, tataas. So, parang malalaking alon and mm-hmm. your home was engulfed? Yeah. So, noong no November 8, 2013, Nagising na kami around 5.30 pa lang kasi mal- sobrang lakas ng hangin. And then, kaming lahat sa family namin, doon kami nakatera sa isang bahay. Um, it's our, our house is a bungalow home, so wala kaming second floor. Actually, before the typhoon happened, we were already keeping ourselves updated with the typhoon warnings. And yung usual reaction namin pag may typhoon warnings, na parang, ah, okay, may bagyo. I mean, we're used to that. Normal na siya for us. Um, kasi ever since ganun naman talaga dito, lagi kaming binabagyo. And yun, sab- hindi nga namin naintindihan what storm surge meant. So, yung sinasabi lang parang tsunami daw. And we lived by the Kangkabato Bay. So, it's a it's a bay. It's not um an open sea. So, confident yung father namin na hindi kami matatamaan nun ng storm surge na yon kasi hindi nga siya open sea. Pero ayun, we didn't expect that the typhoon, um, this this typhoon, Yolanda, it's a different kind of monster pala na yung buong bahay namin na engulf ng tubig. And what I remember was uh, we had to go out of the house kasi yung tubig sa loob ng bahay ang bilis mag-rise ang bilis niya tumbas and if we stayed inside the house matratrap kami and dun baka hindi na kami makasurvive so lumabas kami ng bahay and the water was murky para siyang pinaghalong tubig alat langis mud and umuulan din malakas din yung hangin wala akong masyadong makita because ano eh sobrang puti lang lahat and para akong binabato rin ng crushed ice sa mukha ko. 
Kaya hindi rin ako makakita kung ano, ano yung nangyayari sa family ko. Eventually, nagkahiwa-hiwalay Excuse kami. Excuse me, parang tinatamaan ng crushed eye sa mukha? Oo. I think it was because of the, yung, yung tubig, tapos yung malakas na hangin. So, nadadala ng malakas na hangin yung tubig. And para akong binabato ng, yun yung feeling sa mukha ko. Yeah, um, lakas ang hangin. Yeah, oo. Oo. Tapos, eventually, nagkahiwa-hiwalay kaming pamilya. Yung kasama ko, before kami naanod away from the house, was my parents. We were just holding on to something. I think it was a log. So, nandito yung nanay ko, ako, tapos yung tatay ko dito sa right side ko. Tapos nagpaanod na lang kami kasi masyado ng marami yung debris na nakapaligid sa amin na parang natratarap na yung katawan namin sa mga debris na yon Hindi na kami makamove if we still continue holding on dun sa gutter ng roof namin. So nagpaanod na lang kami um, and then I witnessed my father drown. Tapos umahon pa siya. Tapos nalunod siya ulit, umahon pa siya, nalunod siya ulit tapos hindi ko na siya nakita. How far was he from you? Magkatabi kami. Ah, magkatabi lang kayo? Magkatabi kami, oo. Tapos hindi ko na siya, hindi ko na siya mahawakan. At that time, parang naisip ko talaga na parang wala eh, wala na akong magagawa eh. I, I really couldn't do anything to to save um my father, to save yung mga ka, yung kapatid ko, yung pamangkin ko. Nag-focus na lang ako sa nanay ko who was on my left side. Um, nakita ko rin na may may refrigerator na nag-float. So, ginamit ko yon para makatulong na yun yung maging floating device namin ni nanay. Pero yung refrigerator na yon tinatamaan siya ng alon. So, dahil sa tinatamaan siya ng alon, napupush ako papunta dun sa building na nasa likod ng bahay namin. Yung building na yon mataas na rin yung tubig dun. What was happening was, napupush ako ng, ref- napupush ako ng refrigerator inside the building the steel trusses of the building was above my head the sing tubig nasa nose ko na so i felt trapped again and i had no choice but to push the refrigerator away from the building tapos i had to let go dun kami actually nagkahiwalay ni nanay kasi nalunod na ako eh you went under also yes i i went under water Parang yung feeling ko na parang nasa washing machine ako. I was like tumbling underwater. Tapos I, I tried to surface but I couldn't kasi marami yung nakaharang sa ulo ko. So umabot sa point na parang pagod na pagod na ako to try to surface kasi hindi na rin ako makahinga. Pero I had to try again. And then dun ko na feel na pwede ko palang itulak kung ano yung nakaharang sa ulo ko. So yun... Tinulak ko lang siya hanggang sa nakapako yung edge nung kahoy na yun. I think it was a door. Hindi ako sigurado. I climbed on top of it. Yun yung ginamit ko to stay afloat. And then, I saw my nanay na palutang-lutang pa siya. So, I paddled towards her. And then, I grabbed her arms para siya din, makahawak din siya dun sa ginamit kong floating device. Pero, nagslip yung kamay ko sa arms niya. Tapos, nabalik siya dun sa tubig ulit. And there I saw na parang I, there was no reaction from her. She didn't struggle para umahon. And nakita ko na lang na she had her her eyes open na parang, and, and like her face was frozen in shock na 
tinatawag ko siya, sinasabi ko, nanay, nanay. Pero, di na siya sumasagot. Tapos, dun ko na-realize na wala na siya. And I couldn't do anything but just hug her. And nagpaanod na lang kami. Tapos, may water tank, may um, steel frames ng water tank ako na nakita. So, I held on to the steel frames. Tapos, yung gusto ko sana, um, dun kami, um, like, kahawakan ko lang yung yung remains ng nanay ko para at least hindi kami magkahiwalay. Pero the current was very strong na nadadala yung nanay ko ng current and ako din, nadadala rin ako. Sinubukan ko na hindi kami magkahiwalay pero napapagod na rin ako kasi mabigat na eh. Wala nang, syempre wala nang ano, wala nang effort from her. So, doon ko na-realize na I had to make the hardest decision of my life. I felt na yung mga hypothetical questions, for me, it turned into a reality na ano yung isasalba mo, yung nanay mo o ikaw. Kasi kung, is, kung hindi ka mag-let go sa nanay mo, posibleng ikaw din, di ba? Posibleng ikaw din mamamatay ka. But if you let go naman, andun pa rin yung, yung guilt eh, yung survivor's guilt. Will I be able to live with that? Will I be able to to live a life na wala na yung mga mahal ko sa buhay. Yun yung dilemma ko at that time. Pero, naisip ko din naman na my parents made sure that I had a chance to survive before they let go. And I feel like mas gugustuhin nila talaga na I live my life kahit na wala na sila. And yun, yung, yung thought na yun, yun yung lagi kong daladala every day since um, Yolanda happened. So, yun, I... I decided to let her go and I climbed up dun sa steel frames ng water tank and I just waited na mag-subside yung baha and yung wind. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. No, It's still quite moving even if you've told us that before and it's been 10 years. But since then, ano, uh, one, of the, one of your responses to the tragedy has been to take up to take up the cause no, of climate justice. No? Naging aktivista ka and you charted your own path. No? You called attention to the, to the issue at hanggang ngayon, active ka pa rin. So yun ang naging trigger para medyo baguhin mo yung, yung kumbaga, uh, direction, ng, direction sa buhay. No? It affected one of the major decisions in life, which is you know, what they're going to do with it, right? Yeah. And also, I guess, yung related question, Jan, is did that choice to take up that cause, did it help you also emotionally in dealing with your loss? So definitely, yung Yolanda experience, eh, naging eye-opener siya for me. Actually, for everyone naman, um, lalo na dito sa Tacloban. Naging eye-opener siya for me in a sense na yung buhay hindi lang about me eh. Life is not just about my immediate circle. Yung buhay ko napakaliit lang na parte sa napalaki, napakalaking community, napakalaking mundo. And when I realized that, sinabi ko sa sarili ko na ayokong sayangin yung pangalawang buhay na binigay sa akin. I believe that I survived for a reason. I was blessed with a second life because I need to pursue something. But at that time, syempre hindi ko pa alam eh. Hindi ko pa alam kung ano yung something na yon. And sa totoo lang, I don't mean to 
to patronize you or anything. Pero when I when I found out about the climate walk from Rome to Paris, it was because of your documentary. When I found out about this group of advocates who walked from Manila to Tacloban in 2014 and Rome to Paris in 2015, I felt like these people were walking for us. These people were grieving with us kahit na most of these people hindi naman taga dito eh. Most of these people who were walking didn't experience half of what we've experienced. Pero they were doing this act in solidarity. And when I saw that, nasabi ko sa sarili ko na that's what I want to do. Eh. I want to be part of something like that. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. Yun yung naging pivotal moment for me to look for that something, to look for that purpose. Excuse me, I need to I need to share lang with our with our listeners that that climate walk right before the Paris uh, conference on climate change. May mga Pilipinong climate activists naglakad nga from Rome to Paris. Pagdating nila sa Paris, aside from lobbying and joining uh, the activities and protests doon sa, sa Paris conference, some of them worked on a giant mural portrait of your brother, yeah. Agit. So I just want to yes. say that may, may, there was a personal connection also to you. So I'm sure that helped, that resonated with you emotionally then. Yeah, no? yeah. Uh, and uh, Agit was actually a friend of, of the artist. many artists. No? Yeah. Um, he, was, he was based in, in Tacloban, like, like the rest of your family. But at the same time, I never met him, no? but I knew that he performed in Manila, with his band in places I used to go to also. His friends na naglakad nga from Rome to Paris wanted to memorialize him, their friend, but at the same time, they wanted to put a human face. They wanted to put a face on this mass tragedy and on the issue of climate change and climate justice. At siya yung isang napili nila, no? So your brother became kind of a, a symbol, no? A symbol of the whole issue. Definitely. Um, so, ayun, when I was given opportunities to speak in different platforms to share about yung story namin ng family ko and how I was able to cope with what happened, then Karin realized na talagang our stories matter. And because these stories, they put a human face to the numbers and statistics of the climate crisis. Because when we talk about when we talk about the climate crisis, it's very technical, very scientific. And most people, um, the masses, we tend to somehow, the attention span natin when, when everything gets too technical or too scientific, it's short. But when we talk about personal stories, when we talk about real stories from real people na nakaranas ng, ng Yolanda or any any disaster, there's a certain pull. Eh. People resonate with that. Because at the end of the day, no matter how different we are from each other, no matter how our cultures um, differ, our generations differ, gusto lang naman natin na maprotektahan yung mga mahal natin sa buhay. Tayong lahat alam naman natin magmahal. And minamahal tayo. We know the concept, we know the feeling of loss. The loss and love is what actually brings us together as a community. 
So, yun yung ano, yung pagiging involved ko uh, sa climate justice movement. I can really say that it it helped me move forward because it gave direction sa sarili ko eh. Because when something like Yolanda happens to you and nawala ka ng mga mahal sa buhay, nawala ka ng kabuhayan, nawalan ka ng bahay, hindi mo alam paano mo paano ka magsisimula ulit eh. And when I was presented with those opportunities, dun ko na nakita na ito, ito yun eh, ito yung ito yung path na pwede kong tahakin na hindi lang ako yung magbe-benefit. It will benefit um, my community and hopefully the rest of the world. Thank you for listening, Podmates. Part 1 pa lang yan ng kwento ni Joanna Sustento Baxa, Yolanda Survivor at Climate Activist. Sa bigat ng pinagdaanan niya, paano siya bumangon? Abangan ang Part 2 bukas. Download this episode so you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Ingat lagi, Podmates!